0: Welcome um, it is if it 's your first time here at the Chapel Sydney, we welcome you in jesus' name i'm Melissa. Um, I am not the pastor here, but I'm the pastor 's wife. but today, um, I have the privilege um, in sharing a good word with you, I think. <laughs> um, you know I wish that we would have worship nights more often. Um, you know why don 't we take more Sundays to take you know more than fifteen to twenty minutes to worship our good God? You know, I think for myself, worship nights, it's challenging. You know, to sing songs for more than 15 minutes, it's pretty challenging. I don't know if you can tell, but my voice is starting to go. But um, I think it's awesome, and maybe we should do it more often. Um, Just a big shout out to the chapel worship team. You know, these guys, um, they're here every week and they practice every week. The 20 minutes that you see doesn't compare to the three, four hours that they invest on a Friday night Uh, for young people. Friday nights, you know, just they're not out partying, you know, Uh, but you know, let's just give them a round of applause. Um, Thank you worship team, you guys are awesome. So today, um, the topic that I was given is surrender. Yeah. me. So surrender is not specifically in the Bible. You won't expi- explicitly find a passage that says, thy shall surrender to God. But surrender is a very biblical concept. Many people of the Old and New Testament um, surrendered to God. Um, Last week we looked at Gideon and Gideon, he had to surrender his weaknesses to God. Paul, he had to surrender his rights as a Jew to reach out to the Gentiles. And of course, the most perfect example is Jesus. Um, But before we go into that, uh, let's start by unpacking the word. I have a definition, surrender. So surrender, if you had trouble pronouncing that. Yeah. Okay, to yield to something, to the, possess, to the possession or the power of another, deliver up possession of, on the demand or under duress, to give oneself up, like to the police if you did something bad. Next slide. To give yourself up to something else, to give yourself up to something else, to yield yourself or whatever. Okay, pretty much, okay, surrender means the denial of yourself, for the sake of something else, okay? Or its surrender is coming under something greater than yourself. You know, I struggled a lot with this talk. Um, you know, I was speaking to the worship team and then on, when, on Monday, I was like, yep, I'm done. And then on Tuesday, I was like, no, I'm not done. And then Tuesday night, I was like, yep, I'm done. And then Wednesday, you know, it happened. And Friday morning, I think I was done. And, you know, I changed the talk and the passage four times. Um, It was crazy. I wrestled with this topic. I wrestled with the passages. And, you know, like it it was so hard for me. And I think the irony of it all was that I had to surrender having the best sermon ever to just giving the best that I had. You know, I had to surrender the desire to look good to just declare truth. Um, And I wonder if you have ever been in that place. You know, what you want and where God is actually taking you is different. And the desires of yourself far outweigh what you actually need to do. You know, call it uh, perfectionism or control freak or selfish ambition or passion. You know, we've all been here. We have in our hearts and our minds a way that seems right for us. But sometimes God has a different plan. And then you engage in this kind of tug of war. And, you know, it's really silly to think that you can win in this tug of war with the God of the universe. And then there's this kind of push and pull and it really doesn't go away. It really doesn't go away until you relent and you say to God, fine, have it your way. Perhaps a more biblically correct wording would be, your will be done. I hope you guys are more gracious than I am because when God comes in to interrupt my plans, it's pretty frustrating. But what gives me hope is that Jesus lived the perfectly surrendered life, but he still wrestled with God. In the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, Jesus wrestled with the will of the Father. He asked God to remove the cup and yet he finished with these words, yet not what I will but what you will. Uh, Let's turn to Mark. We have it on the, yeah, and I'll read this for you. It's Mark 14, verses 32 to 36. And then they went to a place called Gethsemane and he said to the disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but you will. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. You know, the struggle is real. Jesus was in so much pain. You know, when you're in so much pain that you would like rather die. Like in in the Gospel of Luke, it, um, it, it says that Jesus was so distressed that he sweated blood. Okay, like this guy is having a hard time. Jesus is having a hard time right now accepting the will of the Father. And yet... And yet Jesus still comes to a place where he yields himself to the possession of the Father. He gives himself up to the way of the Father. His surrender was ultimately the way that he worshipped God, the Father. Because worship is this. Worship is just the idea that you're giving yourself up to something greater or someone greater than yourself. See, when you worship, sorry, Worship and surrender go hand in hand. The ability to surrender is released by worship. Because when we worship, okay, we put God in the highest of place. And our hearts and our minds engage with the potential to give everything to Him. So this is why worship and surrender go hand in hand. And when we gather here like this, as a people of God, okay, when we sing songs of praise, when we demand our hearts and our souls to listen to truth and obey it, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, when we as a church and individuals, we say, God, you are the greatest, we can surrender. The ability to say, not mine, but yours. You know, I want to say it's natural. It's not natural. (laughs) But when our beings engage with worship, we know, we know in the depths of our soul that the rightful place of God is his lordship over our lives. So we are propelled into surrender because of who he is. He is God and we are not. So... Where is this tug of war in your life? I want you to ask yourself this question. What is mine? You know, mine. M-I-N-E, mine. You know, when, when you think of it, what is mine? You know, and there will be a list, a mental list is going through your head and it's usually stuff you own, cars, houses, rings, clothes, whatever. But it's not just things there are situations and emotions and thoughts that we feel entitled to. You know, when your child is crying at 3 a.m. in the morning, oh, you poor thing is not, is not going through your head. You know, it's like, hey, it's my sleep. You know, I need to sleep too, this is my sleep. I need seven hours, nine hours, 10 hours, how many hours ever you need. You know, that's what's going through your head when your kid is waking up. Sorry to all the new parents-to-be. Vanessa is nodding. That's right. It's my sleep. Don't ruin it. Or, you know, there are some petty ones. You know, when you go buy a coffee and your barista burns the coffee and you're like, hey, I paid almost four bucks for this. This is my coffee. You potentially ruined the rest of my day because I did not have a good coffee. I could hurt someone because of you. This was meant to be my good morning coffee. Some people are relating too well to this example. And then there are the God ones. Some of us, we simply find it hard to just surrender our lives to God. It's my life. What did you ever do for me? I never liked you anyway. You know. Some of us, we fail to surrender the lies that we believe. Oh, you know, God, I'm not really worth your time. You never really loved me anyway. You know, you're not going to be there when I actually need you. You know, ah, my sins. God, if you knew my sins, they're too big for you. And others of us, are caught up in being a good Christian and not disappointing God. And we can't surrender our works and our weaknesses to God. We fear failure and we can't accept grace. The list is endless. But do you really have control over these things or over this music stand? Or even control over your life? You know, your possessions, they can get stolen or break. Your relationships can break down or turn toxic. Your health, it can deteriorate, and you know, at some point, you will die. I'm sorry. So do you have a good hold over them? Or do these things that you call mine master you? I'm still learning I'm still learning to surrender everything I deem as mine. You know, each morning I wake up and the pangs of mine scream out because usually I am not awake because of my own body clock. And each moment something happens that I feel like screaming, hey, that's mine, you know, don't, you know. I engage in the war, the surrender war. When I first surrendered my life to Jesus, it cost me everything as a 17 year old, and I thought I was done. Give my life to Jesus, yep, surrendered, done. But today, as a 32 year old, I'm still learning to surrender. You think that over 15 years you'd get better at this, but I don't know, I don't know if I have. I don't know if, you know, giving up my boyfriend at 17 is any easier than giving up my future desires at 32. Sometimes, most times, surrender is deeply painful. But why? But why do I do this? You know, why do I go through the pain and the the tug and the push and pull and the wrestle? Well, because, friends... The thing that I give up, the thing that I surrender is not greater than who I surrender it to. You know, I rarely feel great about surrendering. My heart will tell me endlessly, you're such an idiot, you shouldn't have done that, you have better control over your life than God. But my emotions are no guide for my faith because my God and his words will remind me daily who it is I worship and why he is worth it all. The grace of God is big. The love of God is unlimited. The power of God is infinite. He is a good father and he is a faithful friend. He is so much more than our hearts and our minds can fathom And I must say, all things are better in his hands.